Welcome to Universe 20, the home of Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, and the Power Rangers, Royal Britannia. This universe holds many rangers you all know very well, but in this universe, certain events happen differently, causing a unique chain of events. So stick around, join me as we dive into the amazing tales of Power Rangers Universe 20. So let's dive in with Ultra Rangers Wild Force, Chapter 3, Rise of Something Ultra, Part 3. Marek walked out of a, the white light and entered the Animarium, but it wasn't quite the Animarium that he knew. Not yet, anyway. Marek knew this night all too well. He was standing where he once stood 3,000 years ago. He knew the smell of fire, the cries of war that filled the air all too well. He then saw the temple where he found the mask all those years ago, and he saw himself running into the temple. Merrick made quick and quiet steps and followed himself into it. There he found himself reaching for the mask. Merrick felt a lump in his throat, his guilt of betrayal, his original team holding physical uncomfortable form. Then suddenly his previous self froze into place, holding onto the mask. Staring at it, Marek walked up to himself and examined his own face. His inexperienced self stood in front of him when suddenly he felt someone behind him. He turned around to see Nasal. Stood there, but Marek could instantly tell that this version was not the Nasal that he tried to fight 3,000 years ago, nor it was the Nasal that fought the Power Rangers Wild Force Rangers. Why are you here? Marek asked. I am the Ultra Grid. This is just my form. I have taken to speak to you, the nasal said. Poetic, Marek replied. This is your test, Marek, nasal told them. This is me from 3,000 years ago, just before I became Zanaki, Marek stated. A mistake you live with, I'm sure. A mistake you can change, nasal told him. I can change it, but that means it will change everything, Marek gasped. Correct. You can help your team stop the war now. Defeat Master Orc. Make sure he never returns. Nazor explained. Marek thought about it. It would save many lives. But then he thought about his adventures in the modern times. Not only was he a part of the Wild Force team of Power Rangers, but he spent the last decade exploring the world with Zanaku, someone he now deemed a brother in arms. Marek took a deep breath. In... And he closed his eyes. He placed his hand on the mask and he looked into his old self and stared at a headstrong face. Put the mask on. Just don't feel guilty about it, okay? Cole and others will accept you no matter what, Marek told himself. Then he walked away and left the temple. He left the building and entered a veil of fog. And when presented before him was an animal crystal saber and a silver animal crystal. I never had an animal saber last time, Marek chuckled. Nasal appeared once again. This is your chance to acquire your ultra powers, Nasal told him. Marek picked up his crystal saber and noticed that it was clouded. He then grabbed his saber and the fog cleared and stood before him was a new zord. It was a fox, a silver fox with black highlights. Its bushy tail had nozzle indents running through it as sparks of flame left them. I present the ultra fox zord. Nasal called out. Thank you for lending me your power. 
We're going to need this to stop a threat and get the Wild Swords back and the Princess. Merrick yelled out to the Fox Ultra Zord. Then he placed his crystal into the saber. The crystal became clear, revealing the little fox inside. The Fox Zord growled at Merrick with a stern but powerful look in his eyes. Then Merrick was teleported away. Zanaku walked out of the white light and entered a dark forest. He looked around confused. Wait, why am I being tested? I'm no ranger, Zanaku yelled out. Because you must help them, said a familiar voice. Zenaku turned around and faced Nasal, the Duke Org he knew all too well. How are you here? Zenaku barked. Well, I just defeated Merrick. Now I must defeat you. Then I can return, Nasal cackled. Zenaku let out a deep growl and summoned his crescent blade. Then he ran at the Duke Org and he slashed the monster several times. Nasal opened his fan and tried to slash back. Zenaku grabbed Nasal and pushed him back, running at full speed, and ran him through the forest and slamming him into a tree. Then he rammed his fist into Nasal. The tree rippled and cracked and echoed under the impact. Then Zanaku pushed his crescent blade against Nasal. Then the blade started glowing. Crescent wave! Zanaku growled. Then an explosion emitted from the blade, which sent Zanaku flying backwards. He hit the ground hard. He stood slowly, holding his shoulder in pain. He looked at the tree, and there was nothing but scorch marks. And that one was for Merrick, Zanaki growled. Then he turned around, but instead of facing the forest he should have done, he was presented with a thick veil of fog. He then noticed his flute knife, but this time it only had one slot, and next to it was a black animal crystal, fogged out so he couldn't tell what animals inside. Well done, Zanaku. Nasal said behind him. Zenaku growled and turned around to see the Duke Hall stood there. I'll beat you again if I have to, Zenaku barked. Hang on, I am not Nazor, and Merrick is completely fine. I am the Ultra Grid, and that was your test, Nazor told him. Oh, I see, Zenaku sighed. You truly care for Merrick, and we needed to test your bond with him, Nazor explained. Okay, but it says what... To what result? For me to become a Power Ranger? Zanaki growled. Mm, almost. An Ultra Ranger. That is the plan. Nasal explained. I cannot be a Ranger of any kind. I'm a Duke Org. Zanaki barked back. Please, Zanaku, look at the good you've done over the last ten years. You've made yourself a fighter for good. Even though you're made of the very thing you've sworn to destroy. Nasal told him. Zanaki growled, then he leaned forward and grabbed the black animal crystal and the new flute knife and sorted the animal crystal into the flute, and then the crystal became clear, revealing a hyena figure inside of it. Is my sword a hyena? Zanaki asked with a huff. Well... Nasal started, but was cut off as the fog lifted, revealing a big black hyena sword. Its pattern and mane was gold, and the hyena stood there laughing. I present to you the ultra hyena, a sword... Wicked. He picked you, personally. Apparently you need more humour in your life, Nasor told him. Zenaki growled at him with annoyance and then was teleported away. Cole walked out of the white light and stood there in front of his parents' gravestones. He did not want to admit it, but he did not visit the gravestones as much as he would like to. He knelt down and placed his hand on his mother's gravestone. Hey guys, it's been a while. I've been helping out the forest and... I've been building a foundation to look after the animals. 
keeping the oceans clean, keeping the forest strong, keeping the animals alive and safe, building habitat habitats for them, because humans are not easy to share a planet with. I guess in some way, Animus was right all those years ago. Sometimes it can get out of hand, but hey, I'm staying in Turtle Cove now for a while. I'm needing to be a ranger again to keep the world safe, but this time it's different, so I'll make more an effort to come see you, okay? And I'll make sure I'll come and say hi. Cole told the gravestones. You have not changed, Cole Evans, a voice said. Cole jumped up to his feet, spun around and saw Nasal stood there. You can't be Nasal, Cole stated. I am not. I am the Ultra Grid's avatar, Nasal said with a bow. Cole unclenched his fists and then sighed with relief. You missed your parents, Cole. Like any man would. If I offered you the ability to turn back and meet your parents, stop the rebirth from Master Orc, would you take it? Nasal stated. Cole shook his head instantly. Why do you refuse my offer? Nasal asked. Everything is meant to happen for a reason. I could not be selfish, and my team need their leader, right? And that is me, the last time I jet. Cole replied. Good answer. Nasal replied. Then, in a blink of light, Cole stood in a veil of fog. In front of him was a crystal saber and a red animal crystal, which was fogged up. Cole grabbed the crystal and the crystal saber, and suddenly the fog disappeared, revealing a big red bear zord. It stood tall, with essence of gold armour covering it, its shoulders and chest. Cole walked up to the bear and pointed at it. We need your help, okay? The wild swords are soulless. The earth is at risk once again by an unknown means. Please, I need your help. We all do. Cole barked at it. The bear stood on its hind legs and roared an almighty, powerful roar. Cole grinned and looked at the crystal as it became clear, revealing the bear inside. Then he slotted the crystal out of the saber and back in, with a grin on his face. Then he teleported away. Have you been teleported to the past, or de-aged to look like a kid again, or have you delivered a message to some strange woman who asks questions all the time, and are you stuck? Well called TARDIS Taxis, the taxi service that don't get you where you want to go, but where you need to go. To book TARDIS Taxis, simply call the number in last week's paper. Bookings are six months in advance. We cannot rearrange your booking, as it may rip a hole in the space-time continuum. Refunds are at the discretion of the Time Lords. Call TARDIS Taxis, and we will get you home one day. In Turtle Cove, the evil wizard stood there in the middle of the city and slammed his staff down on the ground. From the shadowy grave that I saved your earths from, I grant you a chance to redeem yourselves. I bring you forth in nothing but darkness. Now bow to my command, Sidorians. Kite called out. Suddenly, beings made of darkness and shadow climbed out of the shadows and stood tall. They were all black. They had this shimmer to them like they were hot. They had slight facial features and some hint of clothing, but everything was all made of shadows, so it was unrecognisable. A car came to a halt, and Wes Collins and Eric Myers climbed out. What are they, Wes? 
Eric asked. I don't know. But they said the scanner's mad, so let's deal with them quickly. Wes ordered. They pulled out their blasters and fired them. Several blasts flew through them and phased right through their bodies. Guess it's time to suit up, Wes muttered. I was hoping this would be quick, Eric groaned. Time for... Time Force. Quantum Power. Wes and Eric both called out. Both boys morphed in a flash of red. The red Time Force Ranger and the Quantum Ranger ran at the shadowy beings. The Quantum Ranger shot at the shadows of his Quantum Blaster, but once again the shots went right through them. The Red Ranger slashed the shadows with his Chrono Saber, but again the weapon phased right through them. We can't hit them, the Quantum Ranger barked, as he then was struck by one of the shadow beings' fists and was sent back as the sparks burst from the impact. Why don't you guys step back and let us deal with this? A voice called out. The two rangers collected themselves, turned around and saw the Wild Force team stood there, rocking their original team jackets, but with different animals on them. Guys, what are you doing here? The Red Ranger asked. This is our turf, man, Max replied. Then the whole team pulled out their new sabers and slotted their new animal crystals into them. Then they all hit the bottom of the handles into their palm before raising the crystals into, into the air. Ultra Access, they all called out, and a flash of light they all morphed. The Red Time Force Ranger and the Quantum Ranger stood there in awe as the new Ultra Ranger's Wild Force stood before them. Red Ultra Bear, the Red Ultra Ranger called out. Gold Ultra Eagle, the Gold Ultra Ranger called out. Grey Ultra Cobra, the Grey Ultra Ranger called out. Blue Ultra Bat, the Blue Ultra Ranger called out. Silver Ultra Fox, the Silver Ranger called out. Pink Ultra Stallion, the Pink Ultra Ranger called out. Black Ultra Hyena. The Black Ultra Ranger called out. The Shadow Beings ran up the Ultra Rangers. The Red Ranger jumped up and split kicked two in the head. The Grey Ranger picked up one of the Shadow Beings and threw it into more of the Shadows. The Silver Ranger tripped one over and slammed his fist into its chest as hard as he could. The Gold Ranger dove into one of the Shadow Beings, grabbing it onto the shoulders, flipping over it. As she landed, she lifted the Shadow Being over her head and slammed it into the ground. The Blue Ranger ran up to one of the shadows and kneaded it in the head. He used the momentum to hop over the shadow as he landed. He lifted his foot and slammed it into the shadow's head. The Pink Ranger jumped on top of one of them and ran her fist into its head several times in rapid succession. The Black Ranger grabbed one of the shadows by the throat and crushed it with all its strength. The seven Ultra Rangers fought off the Shadow Beings with ease, causing them a damage. And then, as the Shadow Beings all faded away, a mysterious wizard-like person stood before them. You're the one who took the Zord's life force and kidnapped the princess, the Silver Ranger barked. I am, the man growled. We're here to stop you, the Red Ranger yelled. So this time round, you decided to become Ultra Rangers. That's a first. This makes things more tricky, but no bother, the man growled. Why are you doing this? The Gold Ranger asked. You humans mistreat Earth over and over in every universe. You guys destroy the planet you're placed on, the man yelled. Wait a minute, we know someone who spoke like that before, the Pink Ranger claimed. You're right, back when we fought Master Org. Animus came to us as a child called Kite. He sounded just like him. The Grey Ranger gasped. Seriously? You think that's Kite? The Blue Ranger asked. My name is Kite, yes. Your pathetic Grey Ultra Ranger is correct. I'm Kite, the eliminator of the human race on a multiversal scale. 
the man screamed. Don't you know who you actually are? The Silver Ranger asked him. Then Kite aimed his staff before anyone else could say anything, and a blast of purple lightning shot off of it and hit the rangers. They covered their faces, but still stood there not phased by the attack, as the attack bounced off them. Ultra Rangers, <sighs> no matter. I'll find a solution, and rid this earth of humanity as well. Then I'll go to the next universe. Kite growled, then he slammed his staff again and he teleported away. The Ultra Rangers demorphed and all stood there in shock and awe. They were all filled with mixed emotions. They could feel their new powers charge through them as they accessed the Ultra Grid, but the shock that their new enemy was an older, stronger, more dangerous version of Animus from a different universe where he still was in his human child form, but now older, lingered over them. You guys are Ultra Rangers, barked the Red Time Force Ranger. The two Red Power Rangers both demorphed and West stormed up to them in a state of rage. How are you guys Ultra Rangers? West barked at them. Hey man, we didn't ask for this, okay? Or look for it or anything. It was given to us, Taylor snapped. I've been trying to figure out how to bring back the Ultra Rangers or make new ones and here you are just racking up all high and mighty, West growled. Hey, don't you think that's a little unfair? Danny asked. No, what's unfair is you get handed your powers on a silver plate and I've worked tirelessly to get the Ultra Powers. West snapped at Danny, then he turned around to face Anaku. And how's this thing an Ultra Ranger? West snapped, then he stormed off and climbed back into his vehicle. Eric walked up to them. Hey guys, sorry about him. He's a little uptight lately. Nice job though. And again, if you need any help with this whole kite scenario, the council's with you. Eric told them, then he nodded at them and then he walked away and joined Wes in the car, then the duo dove, drove off. Oh my god, we're rangers again, Max called out. He jumped up and down with Glee and high-fived Danny. Come on guys, we better head back and start our plan. We're gonna have to get the princess back, Merrick told them. They all agreed and they headed back to the Animarium. And... There you have it guys, our Ultra Rangers are finally Ultra Rangers, and it doesn't seem like Wes is very happy. If you want to see more of Universe 20, then please make sure you check out Nerds Through Comics, and if you're listening to this on Nerds Through Comics, then please make sure you go check out Tiger Tales, because that's where I post all sorts of Power Ranger content. Both Nerds Through Comics and Tiger Tales are interlocked, interconnected with all sorts of Power Ranger content, so make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out Cosplay Dude 67, Power Rangers Universe 19 as well. We are the Three Ranger Pro Studios and we present a lot of different Power Ranger content and stories. Make sure you check out Zero to Hero Podcast. The Balkans are the podcasting come back every Friday and they are a blast to listen to. Make sure you check out If You Give a Dad a Podcast because he's an awesome dude and honestly, I don't know what anyone else thinks but I love listening to the podcast. He has some fantastic guests and not only that, he's an awesome voice actor. Make sure you check out the Authors Crown on YouTube, a YouTube channel which is brand new and started uploading his own crossovers and the author's name is A Crown and he's an awesome dude as well. Check out everyone on TikTok, they're all cosplayers and collectors of some kind. Check out Tiger Tales, make sure you subscribe to that channel, Tiger Tales The Lost Stories, Tiger Tales Game Over and Tiger Tales The Mysterious Origins. All four channels you'll find stories of some sort, fan fictions, they're all amazing and I can't wait to dive back into them. And of course, make sure you check out the rest of Universe 20 storylines, starting off with Parents Royal Britannia. That being said, thank you for listening, and I shall see you guys real soon.